Is a popular popular podcast. Do not be afraid. Welcome to Popular History, a library of Catholic knowledge and insights brought to you daily. My name is Greg, and this is the 14th installment in our 21-part series covering all the 21 new cardinals announced by Pope Francis during his Sunday Angelus on July 9th. The consistory will take place on Saturday, September 30th. Sebastian Francis was born on November 11, 1951, in Johor Bahru, Malaysia. Malaysia, as you might know, has two main regions, the Malaysian Peninsula, jutting off the tip of Southeast Asia, and a chunk of the northern part of the island of Borneo. Johor Bahru is on the southern end of the peninsula, and is therefore one of the southernmost communities on the Asian mainland though there is a bridge from there that goes further south to the island nation of Singapore, which, in case you're wondering, does have its own cardinal, who we'll be meeting in November. Sebastian seems to have had a standard seminary experience, culminating in his ordination in 1977 at the age of 26, at which point he was made a priest for his home diocese of Milaka, Johor. After a few years as a parish priest, he went to Rome and studied at the Angelicum, which is officially called the Pontifical University of St. Thomas Aquinas, but if you want someone to understand you and not think you're a pedant or a newbie, you'd best call it the Angelicum. He wound up earning a licentiate in dogmatic theology in 1983. After his return to Malaysia, carrying on a trend that I didn't really expect but it definitely keeps popping up, he went on to teach at a seminary in Penang in the northwest of the peninsula. So he's back to his home country, but away from his hometown, or city. Oh, blinked, did you? Well, it looks like he's back to his home diocese of Malacca, Johor now. I'm sure me pointing out that Penang detour wasn't like foreshadowing or anything. Father Francis served the diocese of Malacca, Johor in various roles over the next couple decades, predominantly as vicar general, that right-hand-of-the-bishop role we've seen before. In 2012, Pope Benedict appointed him as the fifth bishop of Penang, sending him back to where he had taught seminary for a stint. On July 9, 2023, Pope Francis announced that he was going to elevate a batch of 21 new cardinals, and Bishop Sebastian Francis was on the list. Now, you might be wondering why Pope Francis is suddenly elevating Bishop Francis. I mean, sure, there's the name thing, which is good for a lark, but, I mean, Bishop Antony Sime Francis of Kumbakanam, India, isn't getting a red hat this month, so it's fair enough to ask, what gives? I mean, Sebastian Francis isn't even one of Malaysia's three archbishops. Well, first off, Pope Francis has shown a real love of shaking up convention, especially when it comes to his cardinal appointments, something which we'll definitely see more of next week. So, there is that. But it's not like Pope Francis is doing things completely randomly. Sure, Bishop Francis isn't one of Malaysia's archbishops, but he is the current head of the Catholic Bishops' Conference of Malaysia, Singapore, and Brunei, and he's very much also involved in the Federation of Asian Bishops' Conferences. That's the FABC, currently serving both as a member of their Central Committee 
and as chair of their Office of Social Communication. My best guess is that it was those roles that really got Bishop Francis onto Pope Francis's radar. Now, I don't want to go too far with this next consideration, but I do think it matters, because it's going to be the elephant in the room whenever we're talking about the church in Asia, or really the giant panda in the room, China. We'll talk about it more periodically, and actually, of all the countries in the world, it's the one most likely to get its own tag on popular history, so it can have its own custom feed for the website. I only have 20 slots for those, or I'd do every country. But anyways, China is one of the top-tier projects for Pope Francis, and in fact, has been a real pursuit of various Jesuits going back to the founding of the order. But establishing the Catholic Church in China isn't just a Jesuit project. It's a papal project as well. Given the history and scale of things, though, project may not be the right word. Perhaps it's more of a dream. And a dream that honestly isn't likely to be realized during the remainder of Pope Francis's papacy. When I say establishing the church in China, I don't mean like making it so there can be Catholics in China. They're already there. Millions, in fact. Though, given China's total population, that's millions that still represent a small minority. The main area of contention in China is one we'll be seeing a lot in church history as we go. The question of who gets to appoint the bishops. In a nutshell, the Chinese government thinks they should appoint the bishops. Meanwhile, the Vatican thinks they should appoint the bishops. Historically, this sort of thing has generally been resolved by one appointing and the other approving or rejecting. And indeed, after decades of no mutual arrangement, a compromise was theoretically reached in 2018, in the form of a two-year deal that has been renewed twice now. And earlier last week, on his return flight from his visit to Mongolia, long papal flights being a great time for papal press availability, Pope Francis revealed the existence of a joint committee of the Chinese government and the Holy See tasked with the appointment of Chinese bishops. Now, I'm not going to cover all there is to say about the China situation in this brief chat about a Malaysian cardinal, but the reality is the whole situation does loom over the church in the region as a whole, and the current push to add China to the Federation of Asian Bishops Conferences that Bishop Francis helps govern may well have had an impact on Bishop Francis's upcoming elevation. Possibly. I don't want to downplay his own merits, but the China thing is big, and it'll come up again, I assure you. Like, it'll be something I'll be talking about tomorrow, which isn't something I planned out, but it does tie together pretty nicely. Anyways, once he is officially elevated on September 30th, Cardinal Francis will be eligible to vote in future conclaves until he turns 80 in 2031. Thank you for listening. God bless you all.